Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Saturation. Ah! Mm, yeah, Kate, I was just so. If you guys know us at all, you know Kate. You probably know what his topic of the week is going to be. <laughs> I just was thinking before we recorded this, Kate, uh-huh. how crazy is it that last week when we recorded, we did not know that was going to happen? Yeah, we did not know. We're going to talk about it so much. I literally am so excited. I was just telling Grace, like, so many things have happened outside of the big news that we're going to talk about. Um, I feel like we're really teasing it really well. Um, But I can only think about my top of the week. Like, for the first time ever, I was like, I can only focus on this. Like, I, 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 that's all. So... That's what I, I'm, I'm, I don't have as many facts about other things, but I do have a lot of facts about my topic of the week, and I'm very excited. And, quick little disclaimer, I already told Cade, but I'm house-sitting, and the dog is right next to me, and he's really old, overweight, and breathes really heavy. So if you hear a sort of panting in the background just know that i'm not holding someone hostage it's not me it is biggie biggie yeah oh that's cute okay so that's good that way everyone knows you're good and you're healthy and um... yeah and he's a big one. look at his midsection oh he's so cute though yeah he's sweet okay oh i feel like we should just get right into it kade I'm going to start off with my topic because yeah. I don't have that much to say. I just thought it was worth mentioning. Yeah, a big deal. A big deal. Yeah, like definitely a big deal. But the Emmy nominations came out today. Um, I was looking through this morning. Mm-hmm. I have it pulled up in front of me now. And um, a lot of ones I haven't seen but have heard about. Same. Um, I saw a lot of Shit's Creek. A Shit's Creek sweep is what I call that. Yes, I like, saw a lot of Shit's Creek, which you've watched. I've right? watched, except the last season. It's on out on Netflix yet, but I have watched it. And you know, you've got Dan and Eugene Levy, who are both nominated in their um, per- perspective categories. You've got um, Catherine O'Hare, who totally deserves the nomination and totally yeah. deserves the Emmy, who plays Moira, um, and the daughter, who's that her her actor name. Her name's Annie in real life, and. Um, Alexis is her character on the show. So good. They swept across many levels. So, yeah. Big yeah, I've got a lot of that. Um, a lot of The Crown. A lot of Succession. Which I haven't seen. But I've, maybe I should. I haven't either, but I've heard really good things. Mm-hmm. Um, Ozark. See, Ozark and Tits Creek are both shows that I've watched one episode of. Uh-huh. And I, like, didn't feel compelled to watch the second episode. Yeah. But yeah. I've heard amazing things about It's just, like... Um, at least with Ozark, I don't do well with one-hour shows. Oh. For binge-watching. I don't mind oh. it if I've recorded it and I can, like... But then again, one-hour shows with commercials are not actually one-hour shows. But if they're on Netflix, like, it's a full hour. And right. I almost feel like I'm watching, like, a movie. Like, it's just such a commitment to me. Yeah. And I'm not really... Yeah, Ozark is long. Yeah. And I always like being on my phone at the same time that I'm watching TV. Yeah. Anything that's, like... Mm-hmm. You have to pay close attention. Mm-hmm. It makes me really nervous. I will say I was excited to see. Um, oh, I lost it. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, Dead to Me. Dead to Me got several yeah. nominations. I was really excited to see that too mm-hmm. because that's one of my favorite shows I watched in quarantine. Yeah. 
And I feel like I recommended it to everyone like hella hard. And a lot of people came back being like, I couldn't get into it. Like I didn't see the hype and I would get really defensive. No, it's so freaking good. We also had a lot of like Handmaid's Tale. Yes. Um, Um, Euphoria made a couple categories, which I was stoked about because I love that show. um, Can we just talk about how Zendaya got a nomination for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series for Euphoria? Iconic. Incredible. I think total Euphoria got six nominations. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had just started pre-production on season two when the pandemic hit. I'm mm-hmm. so excited for Zendaya. Um, yeah. The Morning I've, Show. Have you seen yes, that? I was just about to say that. There's a lot of that. I haven't seen that, but you have and it's, you really liked it, right? It's so good. So, so good. Jennifer Aniston got her first nomination for um, um, Outstanding Lead Actress in a drama series, I believe. Um, and it was her first not Emmy nomination in a drama category because she's oh, wow. really only done comedy. So um, really exciting. You know, that's very exciting for her. I also wanted to mention that, um, like, like, there was a lot of Big Little Lies, Little Fires Everywhere, mm-hmm. and The Morning Show, which are all Reese Witherspoon's production company. Um, those cool. all fall into her. So really great for her. Meryl Streep and Laura Dern are both nominated for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Drama Series from Big Little Lies. Carrie Washington is nominated um, in a couple of different categories like Outstanding Lead Actress in a Limited Series or Movie. But interesting enough, Reese is on all three of those shows and she didn't get any nominations personally. Interesting. So they were saying that's kind of a snub, which I think it is too. I mean, regardless, she's going to do incredible because they're 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 all like executive produced by her and her company. Right. But interesting. Very interesting. Um, it's going to be fascinating to see how that plays out. Anything else worth mentioning? Um. Okay. Queer Eye got several nominations. I saw them post like six, maybe. Yes. Um. And. So that's exciting. I'm just like looking. A couple This Is Us, which didn't they not get nominated last year? Yeah, something weird happened with that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's going to be really good. Outstanding limited series. The list is Little Fires Everywhere, Miss America, Unbelievable, Unorthodox, and Watchmen. And I've only seen one of those. So that's, um, that's interesting. I just, I don't know. It, and if you remember, the timing of the Emmys... And I wish I had written it down, but I don't know. But the uh, eligibility period is different. Because if you remember last year, Big Little Lies and Stranger Things, the the second season of Big Little Lies and the third season of Stranger Things didn't get nominations because they came out in July. And that was past the period. So that's why you're seeing those shows that really came out over a year ago just now getting noticed. It's interesting. And do you know what the deal is in terms of how they're going to have the Emmys? (laughs) So, I do know that Jimmy Kimmel's hosting. It's on ABC. Um, I think he's hosted before. But they haven't said whether it's going to be virtually, whether it's going to be um, uh, in person. I would. It's on. They're on September 20th. So, I would be shocked if they were able to be in person. I mean, it could okay. just be a situation where it's just the people nominated only. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't see how they're going to be able to do it. But I did see Hugh Jackman got nominated for something. And he was on... Uh, Daily Pop, the show on E! this morning, kind of, mm-hmm. they were congratulating him, and he was, 
they were like, so do you know, is it going to be at home? Is it going to be, you know, what's the situation? And he was like, we haven't heard. And they're like, well, do you think you'll dress up even if you like it's virtual? And he was like, I mean, I'll for, we'll for, I think he said, I think people will for sure dress up from the top up. Uh -huh. but he was like, probably not fully. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I'm, we'll see. But there was a yeah. lot of really good nominations and, Again, a lot, kind of like you said, Grace, a lot of things I haven't seen. So I don't know if that's something on me or um, or what. But this is, again, the 72nd annual Emmys. Um, Netflix, uh, of course, ranked in the most nominations for a network with 160 nominations total. There were 42 nominations um, more than their 2019 haul. And HBO came in second with um, 160. Um, so. Solid. And I did see that um, Disney Plus and what was the other streaming platform? Disney Plus and Apple TV Plus received first nominations because um, they're new streaming services. So they've got some excitement happening with them. Nice. Okay. I feel like it's time. It's time, you guys. Oh my it's gosh. It's time. Okay. So let me just set the scene. For anyone, I'm going to grab a beverage while you set, set the scene because I'm eating popcorn. It's really salty. Okay. Let me just set the scene. <sighs> Obviously, if anyone here does not know, I, I I don't know what to tell you. I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan. I'm a Swifty. I'm the resident Swifty, it seems, in my community, in several people's lives. Um... Taylor Swift released Lover less than a year ago. We've done many. We did a whole episode on it. Like, super good album. And so, typically, you know, the way an artist works is they're not going to drop another album for probably a few more years. So, I was at my lake house last week. One of my best friends, Sam, came to visit. He arrived on Wednesday. We had a very large time Wednesday night, and I slept in on Thursday and I wake up at 10.30, and I have all of these notifications from people. Um, Wait, Kate. Yes? I want to know how many DMs you had when you woke up on Thursday. Okay, so... Because I was so concerned when I hadn't heard from you. Okay, that was the issue. So many people were worried of where I was. That was like a thing. So, basically, the way that my phone works, just a little behind the scenes, is I have on Do Not Disturb all the time, and I don't have on, like, like, whenever I open my phone in the morning, I can only see, like, who, like, I can only see the notifications, and it'll say, like, Grace Lamb, iMessage. Like, it's not, like, you know. So, I'm, like, trying to get, it's dark, I'm trying to get my face ID to work, I'm just scrolling, and scrolling, and scrolling, oh and I have God. all of these messages, all these Twitter notifications, I'm like, uh, I legitimately, I mean, first of all, I was a little hungover, not like bad, but I had been drinking that before, so I was kind of in like a haze a little bit, mm -hmm. and my first thought was someone has died. Like, I legitimately thought that something horrible had happened. I sprung up. I was like, what is going on? I Sam had already gone, right, Sam had already gone downstairs to do a little work, and I'm like, what? So I'm like opening my phone super, I'm like scrolling through. And I'm like, they're all about Taylor Swift. But I couldn't get a gist of, like, what... I was, like... I had, like, pulled down on the iPhone, you know, where you can read, like, part of the message. Uh -huh. And so there was none that really said, like, Taylor Swift's dropping an album. It was just all, like... I could tell it was Taylor Swift-themed. So I immediately go to Instagram. 
also, I had to have at least 35 text messages. At least. At least. Yes. About this matter. I go to Instagram. So many DMs. People have tagged me in things. One of the funniest things is I went on Facebook and I'm in a pop culture group and someone had obviously posted this was happening and uh, several people were to adding me like at Cade Bethay or like someone check on at Cade Bethay. Because oh. like you said, Grace, I hadn't said anything and so people were like, where am I? Like, <laughs> so this is what I, I'm, I immediately open Instagram and the first thing I see is this picture this black and white photo, gorgeous, of Taylor Swift in the distance around all these trees. And I want to read you the caption. This is what it says. Most of the things I had planned this summer didn't end up happening, but there's something I hadn't planned on that did happen. And that thing is my eighth studio album, Folklore. Surprise! Tonight at midnight, I'll be releasing my entire brand new album of songs. I've poured all of my whims, dreams, fears, and muses into i wrote and recorded this music in isolation but got to collaborate with some musical heroes of mine at aaron dressner who has co-written or produced 11 of the 16 songs at bon Iver, who co-wrote and was kind enough to sing on one with me william bowery who co-wrote two with me and jack antonoff who's especially musical who is basically musical family at this point engineered by laura sis and john lowe mixed by sabrina green green and John Lowe. This album, these, the album photos were shot by the amazing Beth Garbryant. Before this year, I probably would have overthought when to release this music at the quote perfect time, but the times we are in keep keep reminding me that nothing is granted. My gut is telling me that if you make something you love, you should put it out into the world. That's the side of uncertainty I get on board with. Love you guys so much. Now, Grace, when I tell you, I fully panicked. I'm talking like fully. I'm you like screaming. I was like, I thought I was gonna throw up. Mainly because this is this is the thing. Whenever Taylor has an album, there's a lot of preparation for this. Like there's right. singles, you can get the vibe. There's like months and months of Easter eggs and like guessing games and mm -hmm. really fun. And like for example, last year, like. We had a whole album release weekend. Like, I had a whole schedule. I filmed all this content. I made a YouTube video. Taylor posted a photo of me, if anyone right. will recall. Like, there's a lot of opportunities to get noticed. Like, and I'm freaking out because I'm at my lake house. My whole family is about to arrive. I'm and a tad hungover. Right. I'm a tad hungover. I don't have any cameras. I don't have my filming camera. I don't have anything. I have one Taylor Swift t-shirt. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is not going to work for me. Like, this is not going to work. Yeah. Like, I was like, I like this, like, I just already know my family's not going to really care at all. And I'm going to be like, so obnoxiously caring that it's going to put me in a coma. Like, I of was, course. like, I was, and, but also, also, let me just briefly mention this. Because we talk about manifesting, manifestation a lot on here. Uh-huh. Wednesday night, that I'm not making this up. This is like legitimate. I was getting ready for bed. I had a few drinks, and I put on to sleep in my Taylor Swift Reputation t-shirt that I got when I went to see her on tour, one of the four times I saw Reputation. And I said to my, I said out loud, maybe Sam was in there, I can't really remember, but I said out loud, I am really, really ready for a new era. I'm really ready for new Taylor Swift. Now, I said it because I had on the merch, and... Reputation Taylor Swift was, like, very black and white. It was very easy for a male like myself to pull off. All right. the Lover merch is, like, 
is like pinks and very girly. So that I wasn't really thinking in terms of music. I was more so thinking about like I want new merch. I want a new era that's more representative of me. Because also Lover was all about being in love and I'm not in love. So I wanted a new era. Now, did I think that I was going to wake up the next morning and get that wish? Hell no. But it happened and here we are. So crazy, dude. It is so crazy. I'm such a planner that I, it took me several hours to wrap my head around the fact that, like, in a matter in a matter of hours, we were getting a whole new album with 16 songs, and I just had to get over it. There was nothing I could do. Like, it wasn't like I was going to leave the lake and, you know. Um, right. But it was very overwhelming, very stressful, and my family kind of made fun of me the whole time, which, like, boo on them, but whatever. Um, but I'm just now, it's Tuesday, the album came out Thursday at midnight, 11 Central in Arkansas. I'm just now getting to, like, listen and digest because, obviously, for any of you that have listened, it's not really, like, a playing on the boat type of album. Um, no. So, we didn't get to listen to it a lot, and, but I digress. Let me get into some of the some of the key things. So, one, I will say, I did get to listen to it Thursday night once fully with Sam. He sat up with me kind enough to listen to it, and then I was like, okay, I have to listen again. It was, like, 1 a.m. He was like, I'm going to bed. So I went down to my dock at the lake and took a speaker mm-hmm. and just sat there under the stars and listened to the album. And it was such a different way, but uh-huh. it was such a cool way. I'm such a lyrics person. and t- Like, I loved me on Twitter the reading everything. The lyrics on this one are A1. What did you say? The lyrics on this album yes. are, like, yes. so and so I like to read them and I just, it's, it, I'm like I said, I'm just now getting to really do that and take them in and connect with them. But I am really, really, really grateful that it, that it happened that way, even though at the time I was not very excited about the circumstances of the drop. Um, I will say that I personally feel that there was no better way to drop this album as a surprise because I think if she would have done the normal rollout, the mm-hmm. album would have come out and people would have been like, what? Like, cause she mm-hmm. would have released, like, I don't know. I, I just, I, I, th- I do not think it would have been taken as well. It's not that it... type of album you hype up in the general way she does. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, so I want to read you guys a, what she posted whenever the album came out. Mm-hmm. Um, she posted two photos. She posted one, um, of her, just like a, album promo shot and then she posted a letter um and i'm just gonna read you guys a letter because i think it's in case you missed it i think it's just important like it it gives you a lot of context and a lot of background so it says it started with imagery visuals that popped into my mind and piqued my curiosity stars drawn around scars a cardian that still bears the scent of a loss 20 years later Battleship sinking into the ocean, down, down, down. The trees swing in the woods of my childhood. Hustled tones of let's run away and never doing and never doing it. The sun-drenched month of August sift away like a bottle of wine. A mere disco ball hovering above a dance floor. A whiskey bottle beckoning, hands held through plastic. A single thread that, for better or for worse, ties you to your fate. Pretty soon, these images in me had grew faces or names and became characters. I found myself not only writing my own stories, but also writing writing about or from the perspective of people I've never met, people I've, I've known or wish I hadn't. An exiled man walking the, bull, the bluffs of a land that isn't his own, 
wondering how it all went so terribly, terribly wrong. An inbreded tormentor showing up at a funeral of his fallen object of obsession. A 17-year-old standing on a porch, leaning to learning to apologize. Love-struck kids wandering up and down the evergreen high line. My grandfather, Dean, landing some type of plane in 1942. A, myth, a mythed widow getting gleeful revenge on the town that cast her out. A tale that becomes folklore is one that is passed down and whispered around, sometimes even sung about. The lines between fantasy and reality blur, and the boundaries between truth and fiction become almost ir- indes- in- indescribable. Sorry. Speculation over time becomes fact. Myths, ghosts, stories, and fables, fairy tales and parables, gossip and legend, someone's secrets written in the sky for all to behold. In isolation, my imagination has run wild, and this album is the result, a collection of songs and stories that flowed like a stream of consciousness. Picking up a pen was my way of escaping into fantasy, history, and memory. I've told these stories to the best of my ability with all the love, wonder, and whimsy they deserve. Now it's up to you to pass them down. Taylor. Oh! Chills. Like, that, she always does kind of a statement like that, so beautifully and eloquently written, when mm-hmm. an album drops, like, I'll never forget the Reputation one. So freaking good. And so, again, that just gives you a little context into what the album's about. Because a lot of people have been really been speculating, like, this song's about this person, this song's about this person. We're going to go through, and I'm going to break down a lot of the theories, but really it's hard to tell. Because mm-hmm. she could have made it up. She could have taken it from experience. She could have done a little bit of both. As she said, it's literally folklore. So, I mean, you guys, talk about magic like literally pure magic before we start i just need to take a little bit of no moment's notice and say um that if anyone in relation to apple music is listening to this um they owe me and several swifties their sincerest apology the only reason i use apple music is because if anyone remembers whenever taylor swift started putting her music on streaming platforms she only put it on apple music because mm-hmm. there was a whole thing about artists getting paid and etc. So that's why I have Apple Music. This album dropped at 11 p.m. Central Standard Time where I live. And I did not get to listen to the album until 11.19. Oh, no, no, no. Because of Apple Music. So it's on my to-do list this week. I'm switching from Apple Music to Spotify. I am pissed off. I was so angry. It really okay. did add a detriment to my listening of this album. They were trending. People were pissed all over the world. It was like they couldn't get it together. Then when it came out, they totally left track nine off. It just went from like eight to ten. I don't know. Like, I'm just Apple Music. I'm disappointed. And you really tried to take this experience away from me. And I will not forget it. Therefore, I do believe I will be leaving. Unless there's something that changes my mind in the next 24 hours. I just needed to put that out there. Pissed. But when the album dropped, the biggest thing for me was that it went from... You know, Taylor Swift started out in country. She went and she totally dominated pop. And this album is labeled alternative. And Mm -hmm. I saw that before I even started listening. And I'm glad I saw that because it kind of gave me a, okay, this is what the sound is going to be like. This is what, you know, it's not going to be pop. And there's not those big pop bangers. There's not a blank space. There's not a shake it off. There's Mm -hmm. not a wildest dreams. There's not a look what you made made me do. Right. There's none of those. It's totally a different sound, but it is so, so, 
so beautiful. I also want to read this um, quote that someone did giving an interview. So Taylor um, Bon Iver was asked what was it like un- doing this album under total secrecy? And this is what he said. He said, there was no outside influence at all. In fact, nobody knew, including her label, until hours before it launched. For someone who's been in this glaring spotlight for 15 years, it's really liberating to have some privacy and work on her own terms. She deserves that. At times, if I wanted friends to play on the record, I was a little. it was a little difficult because you can't send a file with her vocals. But everyone was cool. At the end, I reached out to some wizards just to add bits, and that was nice. It was kind of fun. What? Why can't you tell me, Aaron? then they start guessing everyone had a game out of it. So I just, interesting that her, even her label had no idea she was doing this until basically we all did, which is really cool. And again, kind of goes to show you why she switched labels recently. Um, I do want to say she has totally stolen fall. I'm like so ready for fall to get here. Like this album is such like a chilly morning ride on the lake, like with the leaves falling with maybe some hot chocolate or warm tea in a cardigan, like, holy hell, I'm, I'm ready. Um, the storytelling is just next level. It's some of her best work in my opinion. Um, also she's cursing now. There's a clean version of the album. There's an explicit version. She's not cursing in every song, but there are a few different songs. We do hear Taylor Swift drop the F bomb, which is fascinating. Um, but listen, she's 30 now. She can do whatever she wants to do. A little bit about the album in general, some things that Taylor was saying on YouTube. So when the album dropped, the music video for Cardigan also dropped. And so she was on the live stream, like talking back and forth to people. And these are just some things she said. She said, hi, I'm here. I can't believe this is all happening. And I get to share this video with you all. I can't wait for you to hear the whole album too. Ask me any questions while we wait. So somebody asked and she said, at Hannah, one thing I did purposely on this album was put Easter eggs in the lyrics more than just the videos. I created mm. character arcs and reoccurring themes that map out who is singing about who. And then she said, for example, there's a collection of three songs I refer to as the Teenage Love Triangle. These three songs explore a love triangle from all three people's perspectives at different times in their lives. So I just wanted to say that because we're going to get into that. And I just right. want you to like keep that in the back of your head that, like, again, she's, she made up stories about people and three songs she's singing from different perspectives. Um... The Love Triangle is, the song Cardigan is from Betty's perspective, the song August is from Inez's perspective, and the song Betty is from James's James's perspective. So Betty, which we're going to talk about, is written from a male's perspective, and we're going to get into all that. But I want to start with the track list. The first song is called The One. Also, it's important to note that everything on her album is in lowercase, that a lot of fans always speculate, like, what does that mean? Like, but the album's name is in lowercase. All the songs are in lowercase. And the only thing that is in capital is Bon Iver's name. But I don't do with that what you will. Okay, so basically all I want to say about the one is the first, it has this great little, little, little music coming in the beginning. And the first thing she says is, I'm doing good. I'm on some new shit. And that should just really give you everything you need to know about how the album's going to be. Like, totally. So good. So cool. I love that line. I feel like people really resonated with that. And like, I saw some something that pe- someone was like, what is this new shit Taylor's on and where can I get some? Like, so cool. So cool. So track two is the cardigan or not the cardigan, sorry, cardigan. Mm-hmm. Um, the, and again, 
there's a music video of it. The visuals are insane. It's the lead single on this album. She's pushed it out to radio, so this is probably the one that you're going to hear on the radio the most currently. Um, the I just can't. The I I've only watched the music video once. I hate to say, it, but again, like I said, I've been very busy. But the visuals are just like I've never seen anything like it. So I highly encourage you to go watch it and stream it and listen to it because we want to get it on the charts. That's the Swifty in me. Um, there are some similarities in the music video to Harry Styles' music video for Falling. A lot of people realize, like, she's playing this piano and she's in this ocean and Harry, like, plays piano underwater. I don't know. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You guys know they dated. Um, there's just, like, these are some of my favorite lyrics from it. So she says, try to change the ending. P's, Peter losing Wendy. I knew you. Leaving like a father. Running like water. And I, and when you are young, they assume you know nothing. So good. I love that line, Peter losing Wendy. That's obviously in reference to Peter Pan, um, mm. the classic Disney film. Um, she sent cardigans. She's selling a cardigan on her website, but she sent these really cool, like, Taylor Swift cardigans to several people. She sent them to Vanessa Bryant and uh, Natalie Bryant, Kobe Bryant's uh, wife and daughter, which is really sweet. She sent them to a lot of different people. Um, obviously, celebrities were posting them online. One of my favorite ones was that she sent one to Selena. And Selena tweeted a picture of it and said, Thank you for blessing the world with this album, as well as for gifting me this lovely cardigan. I knew this album was special ever since you texted me about it that night. People are going to love our little surprise coming soon. Stay tuned. Ah! I can't wait. That's going to be so good. The cardigans are incredible. I did not buy one just because I don't don't own a cardigan, sadly. But I am... I don't know. It didn't really seem like something that I would use, but I do love it and love seeing people get them. And like, she sent them to what's her name from Cheer, the head cheer coach. Oh, like, really? She sent them to so many people. So, really, really cool. The third track on the album is called The Last Great American Dynasty. This is based off the house that she owns in Rhode Island. Um, she actually, it's called Holiday House, is like the name of the home. And she purchased the home from a family. Um, and the previous owner of the home was Rebecca Harkness, and she sings about Rebecca all throughout the song and how her dad's father died of a heart attack, and that all happened in real life, so it's a true story. So I have to think she quarantined some there and maybe got inspired by the history of her house and then wrote this really cool song about it, and she references those characters several times throughout the album, which is really cool. And I would love to see this as a music video. Like, I feel like her playing all these characters and, like, running around her Rhode Island house would be really, really cool. Um, and also it's interesting to mention that a week ago or a week, a week from today, I was supposed to be visiting the Rhode Island house. So I was supposed to be in, I was going to do, I was going to the East coast for, um, lover fest and I was going to spend a few days out on, in Rhode Island, Martha's Vineyard, and I was going to drive by the house. So, uh, but she does have signs outside of the house that say, I knew you were trouble, no trespassing. Cute. Yeah. Um, so that, and that's more boppy. Like, it's more like upbeat. Really, really good song. Um, I need to talk to you next about the fourth track, Exile, featuring Bon Iver. Yes. Um, wow. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I just. That one's deep. That one hits deep. Cuts so deep. Grace, I put this in here specifically just for you. Phineas, Billy Eilish's brother, tweeted and said, Exile has some of my favorite lyrics of the year on it. Go at Taylor Swift. Go Bon Iver. <gasps> That's major because he's like yeah. a majorly great lyricist too. But as is Taylor, as we all know. Yes, yes. Oh, I, wow. But as is Bon Iver, like... 
yeah. Yeah. I it's love really good. collaboration. No, yeah. Such a good collaboration. It's really good. Um, it's been on, you've been used on TikTok a lot, and um, mm-hmm. I love to see that. Bon Iver is a band, and the singer on this is Justin Vernon. Just a little clarification, but it's really good. It's really chilling. It's just so beautifully written. Like, I I can't get over it, and um, one of my favorite parts is they're, they're talking about, like, the signs were all there and stuff, and... I don't know. I just recognize that a lot from a previous relationship. So I thought that was really, really cool. The fifth track, and if you know anything about Taylor Swift, the fifth tracks are always very iconic. They're always very, um, the last album was Archer was the fifth track. So they're always very, like, cut really deep, like, very emotional ballads, typically. Um, And I love this one. So some of the lyrics... She says, we gather here, we line up weeping in a sunlit room, and if I'm on fire, you'll be made of ashes too. Even on my worst day, did I deserve, babe, all the hell you gave? Because I loved you, I swear I loved you, till my dying day. I didn't have it in myself to go with grace, and you're the hero flying around, saving face. And if I'm dead to you, why are you at the wake? Cursing my name, wishing I stayed. Look at how my tears ricochet. Ah. I love that one. I think I texted you about this because immediately yeah. when I heard it, I thought of you. Yeah, I the, know. That's why I've been really liking it ever since she says it. I'm like, oh, no one's really ever told me that a song reminds me of them. Well, the way she says grace is so, like specifically yes, the way she says. it's so clear. It's so good. Like there's just yeah. something different about it that's so amazing. I love the line about, you know, if I'm dead to you, why are you at the wake? Because I feel like. Yeah. I don't know. That hits deep for me as well. Um, I think this one is a little bit about Scott and Scooter um, at Big Machine and maybe just people that she's no longer friends with. Um, I think, you know, obviously her and Carly Kloss had a big falling out. So I could see that kind of tying into that maybe. Um, I don't know. um, She said she wrote this one first and she wrote it totally alone. And that's when she decided she wanted to do the album when she wrote this song. It was the first track on the album. So... Such a good one. So yeah, deep. that one. The sixth song is called Mirrorball, and every time when the track release, when the track list is released, before I listen, there's always a song that I'm like, oh, I know I'm gonna love that one just by the name. And for mm-hmm. me, Mirrorball was that one on this one. Like yeah. it was so incredibly good. Um, <laughs> I love it. Um, I mean, I think it was, it's gonna sound perfect in like movie and TV. Like I don't know, it's just incredible. Track seven is ironically called Seven. Um, some lyrics from that that I really love. It says, sweet tea in the summer, cross your heart, won't tell no other. And though I can't recall your face, I still got love for you. Your braids like a pattern, love you to the moon and to Saturn. Pass down like folk songs, the love lasts so long. Oh, so good, so good, so good. Um, August is the eighth track. This is one of my personal favorites. This is my favorite. I'll yeah. say it now. August is my favorite. Yeah, I'm such an August stan. Also, it's the eighth mm-hmm. month of the year, and it is also track eight, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it, again, like I mentioned earlier, it's one of the songs um, that is from the perspective of one of those three characters. August is told from... Um, uh, Inez. Inez, yes, thank you. Sorry, I couldn't see the writing's really small. I couldn't see the name. Um, yes, it's told from Inez's perspective. So it's really cool. One of the lines, um, it says uh, something about when you will you call when you go back to school. And typically when you like you go back to college in August. So I thought that was interesting. And maybe they're talking about like the love triangle and how like the summer romance ended and like what's going to happen when he goes back to school. Really interesting. 
Um, the ninth track is called This Is Me Trying. Uh, some notable lyrics from that. She says, they told me all my cages were mental, so I got wasted like all my potential. Mode. Coming to an IG caption near you soon. I yeah, I know. I've been listening so hard for IG captions. I, I think that's going to be a big so one. Bad. So I got wasted like all my potential. Um, track 10 is called Illicit Affairs. I personally think this one is about her and Joe before um, people knew they were together. Like, it's very, it sounds very much like an affair, obviously. But and she hasn't had an affair that anybody knows of. So I just think maybe it's kind of about that and a little bit of fantasy about, like, their relationship in the beginning because it also feels very made up. So I don't know. Good track. This is one of my, also one of my favorites, track 11, Invisible Strings. Such amazing lyrics, you guys. Oh, like, I really like that one too. I, and just the meaning behind it is so, so, so good. She says, where I used to read at Centennial Park, which is in Nashville, by the way, I used to think I would meet somebody there. Teal was the color of your shirt when you were 16 at a yogurt shop. Apparently Joe worked at a yogurt shop in London. So that's where that ties in. She said, you used to work at it to make a little money. Time, curious time, give me no compasses, take me no signs. Wait, hold on. I'm going to go down. There was, oh, bad was the blood of the song in the cab on your first trip to LA. So this is like before they met, her song Bad Blood was playing in the cab when he landed and was in, went to LA for the first time. Isn't that crazy? My God, how funny. She said, you ate at my favorite spot for dinner. Of course, they didn't know each other at the time. So she's writing about before they met. Um, Bold was the waitress on our three-year trip getting lunch bound down by the lakes. She said, I looked like an American singer. So now they've obviously been dating for a while. And they went to lunch. And Isn't that so cool? Like, I just love, love, love. I know, love, I love, know. Love, it, it, it like, spells things out in a way that mm -hmm. you picture it, but she's not saying it mm -hmm. point blank. But yeah. you, like can picture everything that happened. I don't know. I love Invisible Strength. Me too. Is that the one where she says, like, yes. journey was hell, but it brought me to heaven? Yes. So good. Also, cool. it's the cool. one, this is, this is the third verse, which is really cool. So it says, cold was the steel of my axe to grind for the boys who broke my heart. Now I send their baby's presence. Gold was the color of the leaves when I showed you around Centennial Park. Hell was the journey, but it brought me heaven. So yes. good. And so. I love that one. Yes. So, and to the line, now I send their baby's presence, they think is about Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. Mm. So, basically, the for the boys who broke my heart, now I send their baby's presence. Because, you know, she and Joe were really... So, this is some oh, real Swifty digging. This is some real Swifty digging. So, it's, it's rumored that she wrote Forever and Always about Joe. And Forever and Always on um, that album is track 11. And so is this. Oh, my God. Um, and also, we should just mention that on July 22nd, Joe and Sophie Turner had a baby. They welcomed their first child together, a little girl named Willa. We haven't seen any picture or anything, but they did release a statement. So, really exciting for them and really weird timing with this lyric and that being kind of talked about. So, I love Invisible Strings. It's definitely in my top five. Same. The, the 12th track is Mad Woman. This is basically very much about how, like, people that have um, done like wronged her have made her this mad woman and like made her crazy and so i mean i think it definitely has to do with kim and kanye scooter and scott um basically just saying that like these men try to take her down but and it made her look like this mad woman but she's really strong etc really good just track um epiphany is 
the 13th track, and I, like, I don't have anything to say about this song other than that word is just epiphany. Like, that word is just yeah. so pure and just so, I don't know, so good. This next track, track 14, is one of my favorites, Betty. That's one of my faves, too. Ooh, I hope there's a music video. The same faves. The harmonica is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, it just really takes you back and puts you in a place. Um, it was written from the male's perspective. Again, this is written from James's perspective. Interesting thing about the three names. Inez, James, and Betty. Mm-hmm. Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds, Taylor's, like, notably some of her best friends, have three mm-hmm. children. James, Inez, and a recent child that they had that they have not announced the name. They're all three girls, and so everyone thinks that the third child's name is Betty. Oh, my God. Right? Isn't that so cool? I mean. And she basically put them in this love triangle and wrote about it all throughout the album. Like, the way her mind works is literally ingenious. I, I like, I can't get over it. So, a lot of people were saying, like, is this her coming out? Because, again, it's from a male perspective. And, you know, there was the whole rumor that she and Carly Kloss had, were a thing back in the day. Now they're not friends. And... People think it's because they, like, were dating, whatever. I don't personally believe that, but you can think what you want and do what you want with that. I don't know what to tell you. Um, But it's really good. The 15th um, track is called Peace. It's so good. Like, just, uh, it's so beautifully, beautifully written. It's, like, next-level Taylor Swift. Um, And basically, it's just about how whoever her significant other is, she can give them literally anything in the world but peace. Like, her life is so chaotic. There's no normalcy to it. There's never really peace. And so, it's so, so beautiful. Um, I just... And it's also interesting because in this one, she mentions, like, um, somewhere in here about a baby. Like, she says, you paint dreamscapes on the wall. I talk shit with my friends. It's like I'm wasting your honor. And you know that I'd swing with you to the fences, sit with you in the trenches, give you my wild, give you my child. So a lot of people were like, oh my god, she's pregnant. I don't think that she is, but run with it if that's what you want to do. Um, another notability about peace is that there's a line in there that says, there's robbers to the east, clowns to the west. And in the lyrics, east is lowercase, but west is capitalized. <laughs> and so they think like robbers to the east, meaning like big machine is on the east coast, like Scott. And um, Scooter right. Braun, but then the West, Kim and Kanye. I don't know. That's yeah. just, just a little tea. Um, and then the last song on the album Folklore is called Hoax. Just another really incredibly written song. I love, like, there's a lot of, like, witch references and, like, magic references. And so hoax just seems like yeah, there's a term that really, like, beautifully enchants and wraps the whole thing up. Um I haven't been able to, like, make an order yet of my favorites or even pick my top five, but a lot of, so my standouts would be Invisible String, August, Mirrorball, Betty, Cardigan, My Tears Ricochet, Exile, Peace, The One, Seven, and Last Great American Dynasty. I basically just named them all except for, like, five or something. But I love them all so much. Me too. Um, And I, I really feel like people that are going through stuff are so lucky because this album is... Like, like, part of me wishes that I was going, like, part of me has been a little self-sabotaging a little bit, trying to figure out, like, how can I, like, feel this more on more levels? Um, but I love it, and I, I'm excited for people that, 
you know, were in love when Lover came out, the, the people that didn't feel like that they could connect to that album mm-hmm. now can hopefully connect to this. I feel like I can connect to both. I'm kind of in the middle. So, um, I don't know. I obviously love it so much. I'm like I, bringing up old feelings. Right. <laughs> so like I maybe compartmentalized in my head. Right. And then the lyrics pop them back up in my head. Like I sent you that. Yes. Today of the guy, like he's like laying in the rain and it's like, me listening to Taylor Swift's new album, thinking about all the people who still owe me closure, and I'm like, so good. me. I have so many Swifty TikTok ideas written down, I just haven't had the time to make them. You need to. If you think of any, please tell me, because I'm just about to just, like, post so many. Like, I don't even care. Do like, I just, I have, like I said, I haven't been able, I was so busy that I wasn't able to really pour time into this, but I do have a whole list, and I'm going to work on that. So if you think of any, please tell me. I, I want to read you guys Jack Antonoff's post about the album because he's a longtime collaborator of hers. He's so, so good. He just did the Dixie Chicks album with them. Um, and he always gives you just like what you want to hear. So he wrote and said, folklore, inner, inner, inner. Working with Taylor is a full connection on all the wonder of making music. Knowing her and making work with her gives me faith in the ability for people to grow, to actually grow. It has been one of the most deeply important personal and creative relationships in my life. Thank God I met you at that bizarre show in Germany all those years ago. I adore you and I adore this album. Thank you for listening and believing in what I was doing before I had produced a single record. Damn, Taylor. There is a protective layer on the process with her that lets in zero criticism, zero. Songs are sacred and the way they sound have to hold the writing in the right home forever. Finding that with her is magic. Running forward on every album is magic. Thank you for not letting up. Almost, sorry, feels almost a shock that this was all even real. Sending tracks back and forth, Laura recording Taylor's vocals in another room in California, me patched in from NY. Maybe it was conditions that we had to make it under, but I've never heard Taylor sing better in my life slash write better. All of it recorded these songs in just a few takes. Most of them full takes and not comped. Sending her tracks from August and Miraball and hearing what she would send back are moments that are mind-blowing to me. Thinking back to the first time we did this out... To the first time we did this on Out of the Woods. I have chills. The feeling is the same. Heaven. For together at this point, Jesus Taylor. Can't believe I got to type that. Love you. Thank you to the best... Uh, engineer then he just basically accredited several people and thanked them and then he said folklore forever p.s august forever smiley face at taylor swift 13 forever oh folklore forever amen like i feel that i totally feel that i love jack antonoff um he's a personal hero hero of mine I'm almost done talking about this album for now, but I want to read you a couple of different um, records that it broke. So Folklore by Taylor Swift gained 80.6 million streams in its first 24 hours on Spotify. It scores the second biggest opening day in the platform's history and the biggest for any album by a female artist ever. Wow. She beat out Ariana Grande with Thank You Next on that. Wow. She held the record. Um, Some more statistics. Um, Taylor Swift folklore exceeds 1.3 million sold globally in 24 hours. Folklore set Spotify global record for first day album streams of a female artist 
with 80.6 million. Folklore sets record as the most streamed pop album on Apple Music in 24 hours with 35.47 million. Folklore sets U.S. and worldwide Amazon Music indie alternative streaming record. And she had the most downloads, like pre-downloads of an album ever in a in in a 24-hour period because it was a, it was a surprise. Right. So everyone downloaded it so quick. Um, also. The uh, Folklore by Taylor Swift is now ranked as the seven best album of all time, according to um, Metric, which is an album ranking site. Uh, incredible. It's the highest score of um, her first album, Taylor Swift, did not get a Metric score, but every other album since has. So seven albums have now been ranked, and it's the highest out of all of them. Oh, Wow. Um, my favorite tweet, one of my favorite tweets that I saw from the whole thing was Halsey tweeted and said, I would die for Taylor Swift. And I personally felt that on so many levels. Um, there were so many people tweeting about it, posting about it. You had Kesha, Spencer Pratt, Mm -hmm. Jesse Tyler Ferguson, Lil Nas X, Charlie Puth, Maggie Rogers, James Charles, Bibi Rexa, Gigi Hadid, Martha Hunt, Kelsey Ballerini, Katy Perry, and so many others. I want to see everyone's tweets. Oh my gosh. I think I'm, well, I'll tell you this after because I don't want somebody to steal my idea, but I do have an idea. Um... Jimmy Fallon, every Friday he does thank you notes. It's like a segment on his show. And one of the thank you notes this week was, Thank you, Taylor Swift's surprise 2020 album, Dropping at Midnight, for being the first time hearing, quote, surprise and, quote, 2020 in the same sentence that hasn't made us all flinch. <laughs> Super That's funny. funny. Um, again, a lot of people were saying her and Joe broke up. I really, really don't think that was a thing. In fact, one of the songwriters that Taylor mentioned is William Bowery. If you look up William Bowery, he's very private. Nobody can figure out who that is. A mm. lot of fans are specula- speculating that it's Joe, but that's just his pseudonym. Um, right. like, so very interesting. Um, I don't know. There's little to no info on William Bowery as a songwriter with that name. Um, and one of the couple's first meetings was at the Bowery Hotel in NYC. So, they asked Bon Iver about it, and he said he never met him. He didn't know who it was, basically. So, interesting. Interesting. Um, In closing, I just thought it was so beautifully haunting. Um, To me, what I've been telling people and what I read in one of a review by, I think, USA Today, um, was that this album is All Too Well, which is from the Red album. A lot of people love that song. This album is that song times 16. So it reminds me of that feel and that writing and that just 16 different times over. Um, I just, I I just, I thank you to everyone that has called and texted and like wanted to know my opinion and wanted to know what's happening. I totally enjoy that every time. And I am so proud to be the resident Swifty in so many people's lives. Um, Yes. I just, I, I love it so much, and I just, I, I, my, one of my other things that I can't get over, like, just imagine being so bored in quarantine that you decide to release an album and tell people the day of, and that album sells 1.3 million copies in one day. Like, that's so crazy, like, makes me feel really bad about my quarantine. Um, and my last thing on, kind of on that note of just the album, and I hope you'll listen and really digest it like I love to do. Um, it's super fun to figure out the different stories that Taylor's trying to tell, whether it's about her personal life or 
you know, fiction, um, but it's also important to remember that you can interpret these songs in a hundred thousand different ways, and mm-hmm. all of them can be valid ways. Um, and I think that's the beauty of folklore in general, and I really believe that that was her reasoning for doing this album and, and putting that magic behind it. So interpret it however you want, um, and stream folklore because, again, folklore forever, baby! Forever. I'm gonna go listen as soon as we get done recording. I know, same here. I was so happy when you posted, like, who the perspectives mm-hmm. of the love triangle are from, because it makes you listen in a totally different way. Yeah, no, it's so good. It's so good. Okay, so you said that August was your favorite? August is my favorite, for yeah, sure, yeah. thus far. I really like Betty, too. I mm-hmm. really like Invisible String. I really like The One. Those are probably, like, my top. I really like Mirrorball. Me, too. Oh, my gosh. Me, too. Me, too. Me, too. So and good. I love Exile. Right. I mean, yeah, there's so many good ones. So, yeah. wow. So good. Do we want to skip down now to save on Instagram? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Do you have one? Uh, I don't have it up, so you start. Okay. I want to mention this hit me really hard, and I wish we had more time to really talk about it, but Regis Philman died um, oh, I know. over the weekend. I love, love Regis. I've always looked up to him. I've always looked up to him professionally. And I can remember, like, not really me watching him, but I can remember my aunt, my mom, my grandmother watching um, Regis and Kelly. Obviously, he's obviously he started out with Regis and Kathy Lee, and I love Kathy Lee Gifford. Um, Regis held holds the Guinness, the Guinness Book of World Record um, for the most broadcast hours logged by television personality. He's just shy of under a million minutes. And I think actually somebody said that he's surpassed that recently. So he holds that record. He was an incredible icon in this industry. Like the thing that's interesting about him is there's not a bad thing that's been said about him. And I think that just tells you just the type of person that he was. Um, He died at 88 years old of natural causes. Um, He was on, uh, he, he started live with Kathy Lee, they did it together for 15 years, and then he did it for 11 years with Kelly Ripa. And so he was on live um, for 28 years, and a, the producers and a lot of the people on that show are still there that started with him. So I know there's so many people that are heartbroken over this. And I've, I've watched Kathy Lee talk about it. She was on the Today Show. Kelly obviously talked about it on her show. Um, they, there's been some beautiful tributes, and so I just my heart goes out to him and all his family. And I just I personally want to thank him for the inspiration that he is to me and so many people. So. Rest in peace to Regis. Agreed. Um, this one Kate actually sent to me. Uh, they haven't posted themselves yet, but just Jared posted yesterday. Congrats to Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. They welcomed a baby girl named Willa. Um, mm-hmm. So we kind of already mentioned that in our folklore discussion. But just I, just, I love the thought of Joe Jonas with a girl named Willa. Like, that is just so happy. Like, he's going to be such a good dad. Um my next one is, and this all happened on the same day. In the same day, like, I woke up. We had the One Direction one-year reunion, which I'm going to talk about mm-hmm. in the morning. We had the folklore announcement, and we had Demi Lovato's engaged. I, God, I know. cannot believe that Demi Lovato is engaged. Like, you I wonder if you, like, wow. This is her caption from her announcement. When I was a little girl, my birth dad always called me his, quote, little partner. Something that might have... That might have sounded strange without his Southern cowboy-like accent. To me, it made perfect sense. And today, that word makes perfect sense again. But today, I'm officially going to be someone else's partner. At Max Erich, I think it's his, or 
Eric, I think it's my Eric, actually. She said, I know I loved you the moment I met you. It was something I can't describe to anyone who hasn't experienced it firsthand, but luckily you did too. I've never felt so unconditionally loved by someone in my life other than my parents, flaws and all. You never pressure me to be anything other than myself, and you make me want to be the best version of myself. I'm honored to accept your hand in marriage. I love you more than a caption could express, but I'm ecstatic to start a family and life with you. I love you forever, baby. My partner, here's to our future. P.S. Thank you to add the photographer for hiding behind the rocks and capturing the entire thing. I love you, boo. Her ring, Grace. Oh, my God. It is back. Wow. Like, I don't even know. I don't even know. That's it some, is. that is some ish. They got engaged in Malibu. They started dating in March. Um, Max is known as an actor for his role March in the soap opera. Huh? March of 2020? Uh-huh. Yeah. Recent. Um, he's best known for his role in the soap opera Young and the Restless. He was also in High School Musical 3, I, Carly, and Law and & Order. Um, in 2011, he tweeted, All I want for Christmas All I want for Christmas is Demi Lovato. And he got her. Wow. Also, she posted this really beautiful thing. I won't read it all, but it was a few days later um, on the anniversary of her overdose and she posted a few behind-the-scenes thing, and she called it um, when when someone that has an overdose survives that and moves on in life, that day is known as their miracle day. So she posted this really beautiful thing about her miracle day and how lucky she felt. And just congratulations to her and all her happiness. Yeah. Um, my next one was posted today by... Machine Gun Kelly, of course, uh, I have to mention. Of course. And um, it's a mirror pic of him and Megan Fox, and it's, like, the first picture either of them have posted that strongly implies they're together. Mm-hmm. Like, they obviously posted promos for his video, but that was more of, like, a work relationship. Mm-hmm. But it's just a mirror pic of them, and he said, waited for eternity to find you again, dot, dot, dot. And I listened to a podcast that they were both on. Oh, I want to listen. Yeah. And like they had like an astrologist come in and Megan's really into that. And like they talked a lot about kind of like how she knew the moment that she met him, that their energies were compatible and she like feels like they've met each other in a past life and all of this stuff. So yeah, it was really cute. Not gonna lie. Made me feel really single. Yeah. But it is what it is. Um, all, so like I said, on Thursday, it was also the One Direction 10-year reunion, and there had been a lot of hype up, like, what's gonna happen, like, people thought maybe a new song, so, I don't know. They posted a YouTube, a video on YouTube I haven't watched yet, but basically from what all my One Direction fan friends said, they were pretty disappointed. Um, they had, like, a whole website, but it wasn't really anything special, just kind of, just... They were acknowledging it, but there wasn't really anything new. Um, I will say all the members of One Direction did post online tributes, except for Zayn. Shocking, but people were very, you know. It was interesting because all the guys included him in all their posts, but he didn't even make a post. So, really interesting. Um, I'll My favorite one was Harry Styles, so I'll just read you his caption. He said, I've been struggling to put into words how grateful I am for everything that's happened over the last 10 years. I've seen things in places that I'd only ever dreamt of when I was growing up. 
I've had the pleasure of meeting and working with some of the most incredible people and gained friendships that I know I will treasure for the rest of my life. None of this would be possible without the support you've given along the way, and for that, I will be forever thankful. I just can't believe it's been 10 years. Thank you to our crew, our team, and everyone else who helped us along the way. To all the fans, I love you, and I thank you with all of my heart. You did it all, and you changed everything. And finally, to the boys, I love you so much, and I couldn't be prouder of everything we've achieved together. Here's to 10 H. Just so sweet. They all had really sweet posts. Yeah, they did. Um, oh, great. I saw all of those. My next one, Kate actually sent me, and it's Kim and Kanye. We obviously discussed this last week of Kanye kind of having like a bipolar episode very publicly oh, and yes. where things were going to go from here. And they are photographed like their first time meeting up, and people were calling it. <laughs> A marriage crisis talk. Uh -huh. Kate and I have been unpacking this a little bit behind the scenes of like what we think happened, and um, I just can't believe that like yeah, a this happened publicly, and Kate's thinking like it wasn't supposed to be. Yeah, but you would think they'd know better. Right, you would think they'd know better. I think it the the whole thing is interesting. Those pictures coming out were sickening to me first of all um i i just i'm kim crying and him picking her up like that's that's just heartbreaking I, I did read a thing that said that they actually haven't been really living together for a really long time he's been living out in wyoming and she and the kids have been going to visit like every maybe like five weeks or so um, because he refuses to live in la but that's where her life is that's where their kids go to school that's x y and z so it's really sad to to hear that that they've been apart. There's also a lot of divorce rumors circulating, which I hate to hear. But also, I'll, I read basically that Kim's not going to do anything right now because she wants to support him and help him. But uh, I don't know. It doesn't seem it doesn't seem good. The pictures were so sad, Grace. They were so. I, I just I hated it for her. Um, I did read one thing, a theory that Kim could go to court and get a conservatorship over Kanye, like they did with Britney. She could do that um, in an attempt to help him get better. I don't think that she will do that, but it's just very interesting. He was seen going to the emergency room over the weekend in Wyoming, being treated for um, anxiety, it was reported. Um, Justin Bieber visited him last week. We saw a couple of pictures. Just very interesting. I don't really know what to make of the whole thing, but again, just still praying that. for them. Me too. Um, okay, I have one more. Okay. My last one is that Sierra um, and Russell Wilson, well, Sierra gave birth to her and Russell Wilson's son. His name is Wynn, W-I-N, Wynn Harrison Wilson. He was born on um, uh, July 23rd and weighed 11 pounds, or not 11, sorry, 8 pounds and 1 ounce. And he's very cute, and she's been posting really cute things. So, congratulations he's a winner. Yes. Uh, really <laughs> cute. Really, really cute. Cute. That's all. Guys, thank you so much for listening. This was fun. Uh, I could talk about Taylor Swift literally oh for seven Oh my god, I know. But we have to go. We should have just made this like a whole folklore episode, but... We should. You guys, go listen to it and get in your feels. I'm going to go right now and just listen because I'm so excited. I know, talking about it made me want to like listen through again. I know, I know. I can't wait. Text me anything that you anything that you hear or notice. But I feel like I listen and I learn something every every time I listen. I'm Same here. That's so. why I love listening through like tons of times. Yeah, me too, me too. Okay, guys, we love you.
Thank you for listening. Stream folklore. Bye. Bye.